Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Bottled Up Podcast. We had a big reveal just a couple days ago. Anthony Alfredo is going to be driving the number 21 part-time in the Xfinity Series. He is going to be going over to RCR. He's now a Chevy driver, no longer Toyota. That was some big news that we had dropped. But now we're back with our regularly scheduled programming. We have Tony on today, so I'm going to throw it over to him and let him introduce himself. Hey everyone, my name's Tony Costantino. And you are doing what in the upcoming year? Uh, looks like we're going to run a full season in the Arkham Menards East. So how did that whole deal come together? It was pretty much a tweet that sort of got the ball rolling on it from what it looks like. Is that right? Well, yeah, that's kind of the plan. Um, John Wood at Circle Track Racing has helped out a lot. Um it looks like everything's still kind of getting put together, um, but yeah. So that's that's awesome. Congratulations, first and foremost. And the reason I first saw this was your tweet saying, well, we're planning on racing the full season in the Arkham Menards East in 2020, as well as making my Gander Outdoors Truck Series debut too. And that is in response, that's a retweet of Marcus, I, I don't know how to pronounce the last name, Lamonis, Lamonis, something along those lines apologies in advance uh from the profit on cnbc and with polar bear coolers so was that just sort of a lucky tweet that you made and someone in the right place saw it yeah i think so um we obviously need some coolers for for the race team next year so i thought it would be cool he he mentioned something about who needs some coolers so uh i thought it would look good on the side of the race car so i tweeted him and he tweeted I, that's, hey, that's just how some partnerships form. That's, uh, so have you been in contact with them and they're going to be, are they like a hood sponsor, full, full car thing? Or? No, nothing yet. I haven't even really been in contact other than that, just the little tweet. So I won't hold my breath or anything, but still cool. Talk to people. Yeah, very cool. That's, uh, that would be an awesome opportunity if that comes up. So who are your main sponsors that are going to be on the car for full time next year? Uh, we don't have any full-time right now. It looks like we have uh, one that's going to do four races, um, and I can't mention who they are. That's fair. Yeah, nothing signed, so we'll just kind of keep it quiet for the time. Well, very cool. Well, So what is this with the, the Gander Outdoors Truck Series debut? So is that going to be like the same team that with the Arca or is that a separate team? Um, it'll be a separate team. I'm not a hundred percent sure yet. I know that I'm approved and I'm allowed to go run there. Um, I believe mile and a half and or mile and under tracks. So we're going to try to put together a deal, uh, me and my marketing team, um, just to try and try and get one in next year, hopefully two. That's pretty cool, and that's you know that's where names are made. Um, that Gander, well, I guess the K and N series as well. But you had a couple races there last year, according to Racer Reference, three races. Um, how how was running those races and balancing your work over on the NASCAR side? Because you said you told me that you were spotting over there and you were the Jackman for um, Rick Ware and all this other crazy stuff, running a late model development program. How did you manage to squeeze driving into that? Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure how I managed everything. Um, I know it was tough. Um, 
you know, when you're a part of a cup team, they expect you to be there every single week. And that, that did cause some issues. Um, nothing big or anything, but it was, it was difficult for everybody involved with it for sure. I can imagine that's a, and that's a big commitment. Rick Ware, they had three, four cars some weeks. And so they sort of need everyone on hand, but so what happened uh, in those three races? What were the issues that took it out? It's noted as electrical and engine, but what exactly was it? Uh, electrical, it was something um, with the cooling fan, I believe, or something. It just wouldn't stay cool when we were running around under caution. I didn't want to hurt a motor or anything, so I just brought it in. I think there was only like 20 or 30 laps to go at that time. Um felt like i was okay <laughs> to go ahead and just park it at that point and then the engine at phoenix um it started it, it dropped a cylinder and we just couldn't finish it right well sometimes you know sometimes that just happens but with your uh your work over on the side so tell, tell us a little bit more about the being a jackman for a team and spotting because you mentioned you did some of that as well uh pitting is definitely the most fun job i've ever had ever um you get to have your competition back it's kind of like being back and playing football um you get to be a part of a team um and do something that the average american doesn't get to do um it's really fun so uh the spotting is the closest thing to getting to drive without getting to drive so i obviously enjoyed that one <laughs> So what, what teams did you spot for? I know you told me, but. Uh, last year I spotted for JP Motorsports in the Xfinity Series. I think uh, Bailey Curry and Brandon Hightower were the drivers. Uh, I think I did Josh Balicki a couple times. Um, I did Justin Fontaine, the 45 truck, and then just some various cup stuff here and there. Very cool. How did you get into that was that just sort of hey we need someone behind a microphone to spot him tell him if he's clear or not uh, actually i had obviously spotted some late model stuff uh, a lot before um, and an opportunity came up where we needed a spotter and the xfinity this was years and years ago I, I'd, I'd say 2014 2015 something like that um and we needed a spotter for whatever reason and I had done it before, so I went up there and did it. And then once you start getting experience with it and your drivers trust you, uh, your name kind of goes around, I guess. Right, and that's that's actually something I did an interview with uh, Tom Ledgeman, who spotted for Landon Castle last year over at Starcom. And the first thing he said that they had to overcome was trust, where they were at the Daytona 500, and that was the biggest issue. And that was something I hadn't heard from before. You know, I'd never actually really talked to a spotter, so... What does it take to build trust between the spotter and driver? And, you know, is this something that happens over the course of a race or a season or, or what exactly? Um, it's different for everybody, I think. Um, but I, I think it could happen as, in as early as just practice, uh, honestly. Um, gaining that trust with a driver or a driver gaining the trust in you. Um, but sometimes it takes longer, depending on, on what the situation is and where you're at. And There's a lot of variables, obviously. That's interesting. I, I would, I don't know, if I was behind the wheel of a race car, I would sure hope that guy up on the stand wants me to do just as well as I want to do well. So I, I would, I don't know, I guess I would like to think I'd be able to trust the guy right away, but at the same time, that's a, 
it's a big responsibility on your shoulders when you're behind the wheel, I can imagine, and you want to be able to to live up to that. But you mentioned actually earlier late models. You did a lot of spotting there, and right in your Twitter bio, it says you're the owner of the TCR late model developmental team. So, what exactly is that? Where do you guys operate out of, and what what are the plans for that organization now that you're going to be driving full time? Um, that is um, a late model team that I started uh, in 2014 with a really crappy late model um, and just kind of gained momentum over time. Uh, but I knew I wasn't going to get to race last season a lot because I had, I think I pitted 98 races or something like that last year oh, between trucks, Xfinity and Cup, Arca, all those. Um, and uh, my driver, Christopher Martin Jr., uh, we met at Daytona uh, the year prior. I think it was, uh, I'm not 100% sure. I'll have to text him and ask him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it came down to where his dad and I had talked and uh, we got a way to get the car running full time uh, without me being in it. And we could we could start gaining on a late model program. Um, late models are my heart. I love them. Uh, they're the most fun things out there. So um, he's done a really good job. I think it was a successful season. Um, we didn't get the finishes we wanted to get, but, um, definitely, definitely room to improve and definitely didn't do a bad job either. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's a short track racers mentality. I mean, I might be, I might be a bit biased. I work up at uh, Stafford motor speedway. I'm an announcer up there. So I love, you know, the short track racing. So when you say it's the best kind of race in late model racing, that hits, that hits close to home, and we got a big late model race coming up, the Snowball Derby. Well, super late model, but it's a big race coming up. Have you ever run that or any plans to try and run that in the future? Yes, I would love to run that race. Um, it's obviously a very expensive race to run. Um, when it comes down to it, you could, I can actually race my ARCA car for less than going and doing that. So, um I'd love to do it at some point. I, I don't see it in a in a near future, but we'd have to have some help. Right. Any prediction on who's going to win the race this year? Oh, boy. That's like, I don't know. Question, <laughs> probably the most difficult one I could ask. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to root for my buddy Jordan Anderson. So He's, he's uh, just making a comeback over to these cars. It's been a couple of years, hasn't it? Yeah, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, he ran, I think, up in Alaska, actually. I think for the same team um, in a late model. But, yeah, I'm rooting. <laughs> you can't get a much different climate from Florida to Alaska, so that's going to be something to overcome for them. But I'm excited. I'm excited to just watch the race. Um, for those of you who have listened to the show, uh, about a year ago this time, we had Stephen Nassie on the show after his altercation with his pit crew um and that was that was a very interesting that was the first time i got to talk to one of those uh drivers the super late models the touring ones so hopefully he'll be on again but it's it's always that was my first look into that kind of racing where i've seen local short track racing but never really anything like the snowball derby so from there that's uh it, it, it's been a quite a uh, long journey going and learning more about it, but that racing is really, it's hard to beat. And 
Yeah, I've heard, I've seen some articles about Jordan, so I'm hoping that he does well. It's, I've seen it being played as sort of like a, a, the return of a king almost, where he's coming back in and hoping to go out and win the thing, and that would be pretty incredible to see, I think. Yeah, for sure. I know uh, Mason Mingus, too. He's going to be pretty strong. That's that's actually a name I have not seen mentioned too much, so maybe a bit of an underdog, but we will we will have to see. You guys can watch that over on Speed 50. No, is it Speed 51 that's broadcasting it? I believe so. I believe that yeah, can watch yeah. it. It's like the price of watching it online is the price of a ticket, so if you're local to the track, you might as well go see it in person. If you're not local, it's the price of going to a race, so what can you uh, possibly complain about, complain about there? But... That's beside the point. It's it's pretty. I have to say, it's pretty amazing all the different kinds of teams you're putting together here and everything else. So you got the late mile team. You're going to be running Arca and up in the trucks, and you're still. Are you, I assume you're still going to be working in the pit crews for those various. Uh, you know, maybe not Cup Series full time, but maybe some stuff here and there. Um, I'm not sure yet. Um, it's still all up in the air. I, I think I'd like to put a lot of time or most of my time into um, the ARCA team and the late model team. Um, we'll just have to see. Just see where. Just see how it goes, yeah. So with that, what do you what do you do for training now for this uh, upcoming season? Is that just a lot of iRacing? Yeah, yeah. Um, running on the treadmill. <laughs> But yes, I racing. I'm a part of a little league, and they have some pretty good drivers. And then it's uh, I haven't really got a chance to race um, race hard in the chances I have gotten to drive in ARCA. Or, well, it was K and N at that point, but um, racing with these guys, it kind of it helps me. I don't know. It helps me get a chance to to race with people. Um, that are going to be as good as the people I'm racing against in the real world. Yeah, that's, uh, <clears throat> it's, it's interesting. Every driver that I've talked to and asked about iRacing has said the same thing. The people on there, you're still running just as hard. It's just as intense. You're having just as much fun, um, which I suppose is a good thing. That's sort of the whole point of iRacing, but I do it a lot. It gives people an opportunity who can't, get into a race car, you know, whether they've just, they're, you know, they're not part of a racing family or it's just not not meant to be where they're not in a race car. It gives them a chance to actually jump in and do some racing and have some fun, I think. Yeah, absolutely. What's the, uh, what's the name of your league that you participate in? Uh, Iron Thunder Racing League. Okay. And are you broadcasted anywhere so that people listening here can go and watch you? Yeah, on YouTube, I think it's the Rubbered Up Racing Network or something. The Rubbered Up Racing Network? You guys know where to listen in at. But we're in week 13 on iRacing, so not too much official stuff going on. I'm not sure if you do any of the official races or anything, but this is the the worst week of the year. So I like to say <laughs> week 13 <laughs> is mayhem. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's scary to run the uh, official races. You lose your safety rating Oh, it, it just drops like a rock. I mean, I did a race at... I'm a college student, so I was up at 2 in the morning, of course, and I did a race, and it was just mayhem. I mean, I saw... K, it was K&N cars at Texas. I saw cars flying out by lap 3, literally, like, hundreds of feet in the air. I don't know how these people even managed to do it, but it's just... 
it's rookies matched with a license it's just such a culture clash that it it just it blows up in everyone's face but like you said the league racing when done well can actually be very beneficial <laughs> yeah and they 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 officiate it really well and i've made some mistakes <laughs> i can't i can't lie and i've gotten penalized for it but it, it's good that keeps everybody kind of on even keel and helps everybody right and uh that's you know that's all you can ask for is just a good chance to go out there and run. So is there is there anything else you want to throw in about these upcoming this upcoming season that maybe I forgot to touch on or something that you know you want to say? Hey, this is what we're doing. No, um, we're we're still putting everything together. Um, I would like to thank Ryan Hale uh, and my fiance Nicole Escamilla. They've they've been with me um, through a lot of hard times to and they're the reason why we're getting to do this uh, or i'm getting to do this in the future too so um thanks to alpine stars as well hey that's uh that's great to hear again congratulations on a full-time season coming up you got a lot of great opportunities it seems like opening up so that's it's awesome to see we'll be excited to watch if you ever need a bottled up sticker to slap on the car somewhere just let me know i can i can get that handled for you no problem send it over send it over buddy Absolutely, you got it. So the last question before I let you go that we ask everyone that comes on the show, what was the first car that you ever had, like your first personal car that you had? A 1989 Chevy Cavalier Z20. Are there any crazy stories to go along with it. I've heard everything from Corey LaJoy using a Nintendo 64 in the back seat and asking girls, you want to go play Mario Kart and then whipping out a couple controllers to, uh, yeah, I've, I've heard it all, but do you have any wild stories like that with that car? Well, I only had it for two weeks. I rolled it, um, <laughs> leaving the racetrack I worked at. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. How did you, how did you roll it? If I may ask. Well, I worked at Mansfield Speedway in the concession stand, and I thought I was a race car driver, driver leaving. And uh, I spun out and went in a ditch and it rolled, and then I had to call my mom and all that fun. <laughs> what, was, what was mother's reaction to, Mom, I've just rolled my car? <laughs> a lot of screaming at first. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can only imagine what my mother's reaction to that would be that's that is terrifying to think of and i hope that's a phone call i never have to make <laughs> yeah it wasn't a fun one but thank god it was okay right that's what matters is that you were okay but thank you so much for being on the show again congratulations on all these opportunities coming forward we can't wait to watch it's a whole new chapter in the arca menard series where it's merged with knn so i think it's going to be a lot of really great racing and hoping hopefully you can find yourself at the front at the end of those races Sounds good, man. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. Everyone listening, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Bottled Up.